This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. <laughs> With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK and Joe Ingles joins us now. Brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joe, good morning. Good morning. A couple weeks into the bubble, you all settled into the new normal now? You got your routine down? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely, um, I guess, a lot more comfortable than those those first few days. Um, you just kind of, I guess, you you get you get used to your surroundings and the situation, and um, obviously, at the end of the day, we we know the NBA is doing the best they can out of a out of a weird situation. Um, so it's been interesting, um, but yeah. I guess um, me personally, I'm, I'm pretty kind of settled and um, honestly just want the, the games to start now. So given the fact that the games do start in terms of keeping uh, record and having them count next week, how much do these practice games that you have take on a level of uh, higher importance compared to preseason exhibition games that you have in October? I mean, I think it's just, I mean, it's very similar, really. Um, the, the preseason normally is is the same thing. We're just preparing at the, the start of the year, and um, you're figuring out things that work and things that don't work, and and what you like. and And obviously, for us um, now, it's a little different with with our Boyan. So, just figuring out things that that work and don't work um, with our Boyan. Um, some of the stuff that we used to run for him does it does it work for me? Does it work for JC? If not. We've got other options that we can we can obviously use. So, um, yeah, I mean they're they're just as important. Uh, I think uh, I think the preseason games themselves are important. Getting your team ready for for the regular season, and and this is no different. It's just obviously um, a few less games than than what we're used to. So the scrimmages will help get you back into that game flow. How much has uh, Quinn had you going five on five? So you you've kind of gotten that at a certain level already. Yeah, the the first um, probably I think it was two, maybe three days. Um, we really just got out and ran and, and kind of played pickup. Obviously, a bit more organised with with coaches and stuff and and all that there. But um, yeah, we kind of just got to to get out and run up and down and just get your legs under you. We haven't um, obviously played hadn't played five on five up until this point of getting here. So to to get here and, and get settled in and um, and then obviously start playing was, was really good. And then obviously after you, you kind of get your legs under you a bit, you, you can start breaking down stuff, offense and defense and, and figuring out um, all that stuff. So we've we've had some, some long days in the gym and I think guys have really enjoyed it because it's been obviously a long time between us, us doing this. So um, we've had some really good practices. We've, we've had a couple stinkers, but I think every team would have gone through that um, throughout this kind of two-week period. Do you have any idea how many minutes you're going to play right off the bat? Probably like 48. I'm not sure. Give or take. 48. Wow. Okay. Well, how about it goes in overtime? 
Um, no, I mean, it's, we obviously, everyone's well aware and it's been spoken about, about Boyan being out and he, he obviously had a, a big role minutes wise and, and load offensively that he, that he carried for us. And, um, there's obviously his kind of 30 plus minutes. Um, uh, I mean, obviously they're not all going to go to one player or, or, or anything like that, but I think kind of split up over our our main group of guys and then obviously there's there's opportunity for for rookies or young guys or whatever it is to um or whoever it is to to step up and um try and get try and get some some of those minutes try and kind of break the rotation um uh, obviously the regular season or whatever these games are um give these guys a chance um if the opportunity comes up and see how they go so when you look back at your own career and the kind of the arc of your own career, are there times, whether it was in Australia, in Europe, uh, in the NBA, maybe with the Australian national team, where an injury actually did give you a break, get you some playing time you weren't getting, and, and you made the most of it? Um, I mean, my my job in Barcelona that I got, um, I should have to go back. That my first ever game, I was 17, 18, whatever I was, and I... I knew I was going to play a little bit because I was good enough to play a little bit, but our starting point guard actually got injured. Um, we flew to New Zealand. My first ever game was in New Zealand, and we flew over on the plane, and our point guard had come out of retirement. Um, his name was Shane Healy. He'd played in the NBA before and all that, and they recruited him out of retirement, and he actually did his, or his back locked up on the plane flight over. Um, and... Like I said, I, I, I mean, I, I think I was going to play some kind of minutes anyway, but I got to, they bumped over this, this starting two-man to point guard, so there was more minutes on the wing, and I ended up playing nearly the whole game, had my career high, which I still would never broken. Um, so that's a good one. And then I, I, I got to Barcelona via guys being injured. Um, I was playing with another team in Spain in Granada, and... Um, two or three of their wings were injured and, and I got an opportunity to, to sign a three-year deal there and, and got to win a lot of titles and, and play with some really good players. So, I mean, I've had a couple of opportunities like that. I think it's... Um, I mean, the Jazz is another one. AB, all, all these guys that were here getting... AB obviously had some kind of freakish injuries. Rodney Hood was injured. Like, there was... There was uh, I think every team you've been on, there's been a situation where someone's been injured or something like that. So I've, it's not like the best way to get those opportunities because you don't wish injuries up, upon anyone. But obviously, if you get that opportunity, you've got to be ready to take it and, um, and make the most of it. Because you guys are all together in this on this campus in Orlando, uh, has that maybe brought guys closer? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I'm ready to not see the guys for a couple of days, get a couple of days for myself. I'll, I'll take going and uh, see my family. Um, but obviously there's, it, I was saying to someone the other day, it's, it's almost like a a national team type of feeling, a World Cup or, or something like that, because you, this is what we do at a World Cup. We have a little room and like me and Paddy Mills share a room usually. So I'm usually in the same size room that I'm in right now but with with Paddy and all his junk in there as well so um, you walk around to your team room and there's teams walking around and players you can obviously I just bumped into Gordon walking back here so you 
you see a lot of people, um, obviously during the NBA season, that you wouldn't would wouldn't necessarily see. Um, so it's cool to be able to to catch up with people, see people, talk to other guys, talk to players you've never spoken to, um, talk to anyone. There's GMs, there's, there's all types of people walking around. So um, to me, it's like a national team with obviously a little bit more money involved. Um, so I think the guys that can um, kind of settle into it and uh, I think the situation at the games, the locker room at the games, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be different to what we're used to. Um, and I think the teams that can adjust and be as comfortable as possible in that are going to have a really good shot at, at kind of moving on further because it's, uh, it is very different to, to how we're used to um, being around the game. So I've heard there's a game you play walking through the hallways trying to recognize people that it's actually hard. It's difficult because you can't see, depending on the way the mask is, 60, 70, 80% of their face. So have you walked past yeah. people and had no idea who you were walking past until later? Yeah, I'm probably a bad person to ask that to because I don't really know people anyway. Um, and like I said, there's, there's GMs, there's training staff, there's massage therapists there's all kinds of people from whoever your 37 people are so um between the mask and a, and a hat or a, like a, a hood on or, or whatever it is it's uh there's some days that are pretty tough pretty tough to see who's who but um no it's uh like i said it's if you can if you can kind of settle into it and get as comfortable as possible, like I said, it is different. It's not the Ritz downtown and you've got your own room and you don't have to see any of your teammates or, or other teams until shoot around or whatever it is. And um, if you can adjust and, and get as comfortable as possible, I think it, it can go a long way. Do you think under these circumstances, because literally I think the whole world is going to be watching once you guys start to play because it's so unusual, do you think that with that in mind, guys and players and teams would be a little more hyped to play? Well, I think regardless of who's watching, um, I mean, obviously everyone knows that it's going to be pretty much empty in the gym and um, it's going to be a very different situation. But uh, I mean, I would... I would find it hard to believe if anyone's had this bigger bigger break um, playing basketball in their lives, really. Um, I mean, from whoever the, the oldest LeBron who's played whatever, 17 years to a rookie, like a lot of us have played our whole careers, even if you're not playing with your team specifically. I'm with the national team. Guys are in LA with a bunch of, of other players playing pickup in the summer. Um there's a lot of stuff that that goes on that keeps you playing games regardless of kind of what the level is. And, um, I mean, I'd be surprised if anyone had really had this bigger break. Um, I know I've never had or had the break that we had. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, regardless of that, I think guys would be really excited to play. I think even just playing at someone else, we've, we've been here for two weeks now and, and before that for a couple of weeks, getting back into the facility in Utah and you kind of start seeing faces again and we've had some really competitive practices and um, it's been really, really nice to, to get back out there and play because obviously that's our job. It's what we love to do. It's, um, it's, it's we make our money for like it's, it's everything that we do. So um, I think playing against another team, regardless of if there's five people in there or 20 or whatever they I don't know what the numbers are in terms of who can get into a game so um, I think the guy the, the games are going to be 
um, are going to be good. Might be a bit of rust in the first couple of games, but I think once we get in the flow of it, I think I think guys will be pretty competitive, um, regardless of who's in the gym or not. Between your five-on-five five sessions in practice, the three scrimmages and eight regular season games, I got to admit, I did wonder what the playoffs would look like. But as we get into this, it seems to me like the playoffs ought to look like highly competitive basketball. This seems like enough basketball to to get into uh, get on a pretty good roll, get a pretty good rhythm going. For sure, uh, I think um, as cliche as it sounds, it's, kind of, it's almost like riding a bike. Like yeah. You kind of jump out there and you start playing again and like the system, the, like the way we play as a jazz, you start remembering, like you might not have remembered sitting in your room, but you get back out there with the guys and it's it's kind of natural. It's what, like I said, it's what a lot of us have done our whole lives. It's um, It just kind of slowly comes back and, and like I said, once you kind of get your legs under you and you get the fitness of running up and down, because I think that's the that's the hardest part is, is you can't emulate anything um, that's five and five when especially with the situation we've been in for the last hundred odd days uh, um, our guys all came back looking really well really good which is is nice and so you if, if guys have taken care of themselves in that 103 month whatever the, the days or month period was um, you're almost a step ahead because you're not trying to catch up to other players or other teams our guys all looked really well um, really good so we were able to get back out there and like I said we, we played pick up the first couple of days to get out and it was a lot better than I anticipated it was going to be um, you just never know with those situations and um, yeah like I said it's been awesome to be to be back out with the guys I obviously would change a few things and would love to have my family and stuff here because that's that's the hardest part you get such a routine at home and, and for me to be able to be home with, with Renee and the kids and help Renee and give Renee some time away and, and just be with my children for, for the longest I've probably been with them consistently and then um, not all of a sudden because we were prepared obviously but, but all of a sudden you kind of get ripped away and now I'm sitting in a in a little room by myself is, uh, that's, that's probably been the toughest part So I was going to ask you with that in mind Joe, the challenge of spending time, the downtime how does it relate to the challenge or the boredom of the downtime regularly when you're on the road when things are normal? Yeah, I mean, there's a, a, probably a lot more here. Um, obviously, we, we practice or we lift weights or we've got a schedule every day. But, um, I mean, example is, is today we've got practice at 6 p.m. tonight, I think it is. And I think the, I think the first thing on our schedule is like 4.30 treatments or something like that. Like it's... I woke up at nine o'clock or whatever it was, nine thirty, and I've got all that time in the day to, to kill. We're usually on the road. You you get up. We're usually there for a game, so we've got shoot around, or we've got practice in the morning, and then we're flying somewhere else. So there's, there's a bit more going on, and um, yeah, there's a, a lot of a lot of downtime here. Which um, again, you want to you want to try and keep your your kind of mind ticking over. You don't want to be sitting in bed all day and and getting a sore back or, or whatever it is. So. Um, yeah, you just got to figure out kind of a routine, but it's obviously very different to the last three months where Renee and I are getting up with the kids and you get to like play with the kids all day and, and, and kind of do stuff like that. You put them down and your downtime is at six o'clock when the kids go to bed for a couple of hours. So it's, um, it's been a little bit of an adjustment, um, but it is what it is, I guess. It's the, the situation we're in at the moment. It sucks, but um, you just got to make the most of it. 
So when the games start, will you go watch the games, or do you find watching other people play basketball just gets incredibly tedious? Um, I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I was <laughs> Renee and I were talking about it actually, and originally we weren't sure if you'd be able to see other teams because there's obviously there's three hotels, and and they've just uh, told us I think it was yesterday or something that as of a certain date or time there's going to be shuttles because everyone's been testing negative obviously we've um we can catch a shuttle to the other hotel and and eat at a restaurant there or or i can go hang out with patty in in another hotel or, or whatever it is so um originally i was like oh if i want to catch up with with patty or someone from another team maybe you have to go to a game and meet at a game and I probably wouldn't necessarily sit there and watch the game, but just to catch up with with him or or someone else. So, um, I yeah, I mean, I don't know what the situation. I honestly, ha- I haven't heard. I'm sure it's been said somewhere about if we can go and how many seats or what you have to do to be able to go because it's obviously not a full arena, so you can't just pile in a bus of 200 athletes to go watch a game. Um, so I don't know what the situation is, but the chance I go to another game will be very, very slim. I'll watch it on TV. Like I, I do love watching basketball, especially if there's someone I know or something. Um, but yeah, I, I won't be going to any. I don't think. So I saw on social media, Joe, that it was your wife's birthday the other day. You don't think you got off the hook of getting her a present just because you weren't in her presence, did you? <laughs> I absolutely knew that that wasn't the case. Uh, Renee's like a massive Christmas birthday um, celebrator. She loves Christmas. She had to she had to kind of get me in the right frame of mind for Christmas because I was a bit of a bit of the Grinch for a while there. And then once we had the kids, it was um, obviously once you have kids involved, it's it's pretty cool to. They get so excited, especially the age our, our twins are now. They get so excited to um, to go to sleep and put a cookie out for Santa, like all those things. So, um, Renee did give me a bit of stick for being the Grinch for a while, but um, no, I was I was actually well prepared this year. I obviously once we found out we were leaving and going. Um, I mean, Renee will tell you she's actually listening right now in the car. Um, she just dropped Jacob at, at therapy, and she's she's listening, so she'll. She, if she could call in, she would. She would 100% echo this. But I, I'm usually like the day or two before, and like Amazon Prime something or run to the shops and get something. Like I always kind of know what I want to get her or an idea that I have for her, but I always leave it to the last minute. And I'm like running around and telling her that I'm going to get coffee and I'm gone for like three hours to try and pick something up. And <laughs> um, I was actually very well prepared this year because obviously with the situation that we're in so um it was um kind of crappy not being there with her and and with the kids and um helping with the kids and being able to be there to celebrate her day but i uh i think she enjoyed it she told me she enjoyed it so um i think i did a i think i did all right it's the twins birthday on saturday though so oh that's a big one uh that's gotta suck not being there yeah, I haven't missed the obviously without with the timing of it. The twins' birthday is usually in the summer, so I'm usually at home and we've got our family around and um, have a little birthday party with with the family, which is kind of it's it's uh, two things at once: being able to catch up with family and, and obviously celebrating the, the twins' birthday. So um, 
I've already stated to my team not to come near me on the 25th because I'm going to be extremely <laughs> upset and mad and tell them to stay away from me because I'll probably rip one of their heads off if they come near me. But um, obviously they're in pretty amazing hands with Renee, so I'm, I'll be confident that they have a very good day. Speaking of your teammates' health, have you been telling your teammates that there really aren't any gators in the lakes there around the property? Is that Have you been well, slandered or did you actually do that? No, like, so my room actually looks over kind of two of the lakes or whatever they are that are around the, the hotel. Um, and you can, like, so everywhere you go, you're obviously walking everywhere. You walk outside. And, it, it like, between the – I'm looking at it right now. Between the water and where, like, the footpath is that you walk, it's literally, like, from the baseline to the free throw line. Like, that's how far it is. And I'm like – there's no alligators in these waters. Like, do you know how dangerous that is if someone's, like, walking and an alligator's, like, for whatever reason, like, sitting on the grass and something happens and it chases out? Like, those things can move as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, risk- they're not risking that. Or, like, sorry, Joe Ingles is out tonight because his arm got bitten off by a gator. Like, I'm suing everyone in the world if that happens. <laughs> so there's no, ch- like, there's no, I ha- we've, we've seen, I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen there's, like, spots you can go fishing and there's there's like sea snakes and turtles and stuff that have and obviously fish that guys have been fishing um i think someone caught a turtle the other day out of the thing but obviously we um you have to throw them back in or whatever so um they they were all like everywhere we've walked everyone's like looking in the water for an alligator i'm like there's no chance like if you could see how I'll, i'll have to take a photo of it or something but if you could see how close it is from like the footpath and there's no fence, it's just a bit of grass and a couple like higher like reeds or whatever. I don't know what, what plants they are or whatever, but um, like if the alligator was in there, like you're going to eat, like it's going to eat you. Like it, there's no chance. There, there was, there was a couple of years ago, a really horrific, tragic story about a family losing. That's what someone brought up with a, yeah. with their, with their son or daughter or mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. It's horrible. I just, hey, Joe, we well, saw. Especially after that, then, if that if that has happened, there's no chance that they are now, then. No, I mean, we saw that scene in Crocodile Dundee, so we understand the seriousness oh, of nice. it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> there's, no, there's no chance that there's alligators in here. Disney what was had them the all deal with that... Uh, what was the deal with that Rambo-like headband you were wearing the other day? <laughs> I uh, I said it in my media session after uh, after I wore it. I wore it in my media session, which Renee hates it, by the way. Um, I agree with but, her. <laughs> I mean, I do too, but the I was wearing it in whatever the practices were, um, whatever you want to call them, prior to coming here, and... It, honestly, the first ever time I put it on, obviously apart from Memphis, which was a different situation, but I I walked into the facility to start these workouts that we're doing, and me and Mike Conley were the the first group because we were up earlier than probably anyone else anyone else in our team having kids. And Mike Mike asked our equipment manager, "Hey, can I get a headband?" And I was standing right there, and I was like, "Yeah, let me get one too." And I just put it on for like, and I actually shot really well on the workout, but. Um, then Dennis was like standing on his balcony thing that comes out of where his office is and was like yelling at me about how bad it looks and 
I was like, all right, well, that just makes me even more motivated to wear it. If Dennis doesn't like it, I'm definitely going to wear it. So um, I don't know if Dennis is listening. I'm sure he's not. Um, but if he is, um, it's for, uh, for my good friend, Dennis. Well, I think if you wear that, you got to do the interview shirtless, too. You want me to wear a, you want me to do a, wear a headband and do a shirtless interview? <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> Go Rambo all the way. Yeah, that's not a good. That's not a good look for anyone. Uh, it made Sylvester Stallone a lot of money. I mean, if it did that, then I'd I'd definitely do it. <laughs> all right, and just for the record, uh, Renee is welcome to call the show anytime. 855-340-ZONE. And I'm following her on Twitter. She can follow me back and DM me. We can set something up. Good to go anytime she wants to come on. She has a standing invitation. Should. You should have her on one week, especially uh, with how boring I get and people probably get sick of me talking, but should uh, should give you a good insight into how it is. The, probably the other side of it, of not being in a hotel by myself, getting up and going to sleep whenever I want. She's uh, She's got the twins and she's 21, 22 weeks pregnant now and um, there's some long, and she said it's been really hot there, so it's been hot and She's been a, a very busy woman, but like I said, she's uh, I wouldn't leave them in, in any better hands. So I know they're in, in good hands, and um, I'll get back as soon as I can. Joe, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on, and we will uh, talk to you again next week. For sure. No worries. Thanks for having me. Joe Ingles, the Joe Ingles Show every week right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. All right, when we come back, everything you missed in this show, we'll get you up to speed next. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net! Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Jazz will wear a patch on with the life and legacy of former head coach Jerry Sloan. The patch is going to have the number 1223 on it. That signifies the total number of wins Sloan had as head coach. Clippers guard Patrick Beverly has left the NBA bubble in Orlando due to an emergency personal matter, but he does intend to rejoin the team in the future. Clippers proposed new basketball arena takes another step towards reality. The Inglewood City Council approving the environmental impact report for what is being called the Inglewood Basketball and Entertainment Center. Lakers guard Alex Caruso skipping his older sister's wedding over the weekend to continue preparing for the NBA restart. He likely would have been subject to a 10-day quarantine after returning to the bubble from Texas where the wedding was taking place. The Wolf family, who owns the Minnesota Vikings franchise, emerging as a top candidate to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves from owner Glenn Taylor, former T-Wolves star Kevin Garnett, forming a group with hopes of buying the team as well. Taylor stipulating whoever buys the club needs to keep it in Minneapolis. This back to basketball update presented by Zions Bank on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. For a bank that understands your business, Zions Bank is for you. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show.
From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Works is home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st Century Utah. Get started now at SeringaNetworks.net. All right, time to keep people, get people up to date on everything we have been talking about during this show, PK. Jazz are going to wear a patch with the number 1223 on it, a uh, tip of the cap, a nod to the late coach Jerry Sloan, his win total. Yeah, I, we see that when a an important figure in a particular franchise, in this case Jerry Sloan, obviously was extremely important, one of the foundation pieces of this franchise, and will literally be forever. That's what's cool about it. You know, his time here on earth is over, obviously, but his legacy as far as this franchise literally will last for as long as this franchise exists. There will just be no question. He is the Jazz's Vince Lombardi, the George Hallis, whoever you want to say, the Tom Landry. It'll always be there. And so we see a form of honoring, whether it's the initials, but in this case, you know, with the banner, they've decided to do the one, two, two, three. And folks, for us, we all know when we hear the number one, two, two, three, we know exactly what that means relative to the Jazz. Well, it's, it's Coach Sloan's win total. So it's the right thing to do, obviously. We have talked uh, a lot of basketball this morning. We talked a little bit with Steve Clowkey. He was on primarily to talk baseball, but he talked a little basketball. He was on. We've uh, had jazz fans on our uh, social media, Twitter and Facebook, uh, weighing in on how excited they are about the start of the season. For some people, it's the politics. They can't get into it because the politics bug them. For some people, just the long layoff. It feels like the season is over after the long layoff. Other people just chomping at the bit, which, you know, it, I think they televise the scrimmages for multiple reasons. One of them, obviously, is they have advertising commitments to satisfy to partners. But I think that the advertisers are going to be okay with that. I mean, the scrimmage is kind of unusual. But I think that there's enough pent-up demand. And sure, there'll be some people who won't watch it. But I think there are going to be plenty of people who do. Well, just for me, the basic reason is, well, why not? They're playing. There's phenomenal interest in this team. So we know it when they have that uh, free work out the or the rookies dance and what have you that people flood the arena it's always uh during a college football saturday so i'm always working on something else i've never gone to it because i have other duties at that point but people love that kind of stuff and it's on television it's the jazz yeah why wouldn't you televise it yeah and 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 because of this layoff everyone uh, i think has more amped excitement you know to me there was a time that i thought okay well the season does seem to be over what you know they scrapped the ncaa tournament i'll never get that back and it was all just a flood of stuff right off the bat man it was just one thing after another was just hitting you and it was so crazy and you thought well the season is over but now that it's here to me, feels like it's time to go again, and it's a resumption of the season. It's, I know this doesn't make any sense, but it's almost like the resumption of an all-star break. It's time to go again, the way I look at it. And I know there's zero comparison a week off in February versus what we've gone. But that's my mindset as I listen to these guys talk, and they're excited to be, play, be playing ball, and this is what they do. So, yeah, I'm all for it. 
Uh, the negative news of the day, all the college football news, games that won't be played, games that might not be played, games that ADs are willing to concede. Notre Dame's AD thinks the Irish are probably going to be playing a reduced schedule of 8 to 10 games. They lost the Wisconsin, Stanford, and USC games already. They might plug some in, but they're worried about losing other games too. So Jack Swarbick says uh, he thinks they're going to play but 8 to 10 games. Three Chick-fil-A kickoff games in Atlanta are at risk of being canceled. Canceled. Um, there's some the ACC, SEC kind of battles there. A lot of you know Auburn, the Florida States, the West Virginias, North Carolina is going in there. They got three games in like an eight-day period. That's a hundred million dollars worth of economic impact there. And the governor of New Mexico asking New Mexico and New Mexico State not to play fall sports. There's other sports, but obviously football is the one everybody's going to talk about. So that's a kind of a a slew of bad news, all of different flavors. Any of it catch your eye any more than the others? Not really, no, because I think all of us have come to the acceptance of the realization that there probably won't be a 12-game season. So if you can give me eight games, I'll take it. If you give me ten games, I'll take it more than that. Take eight, and we'll live with whatever we can get and whatever they can do. So, you know, I understand that it's not going to be the normalcy. And it's disappointing because I look forward to it every year. You know, I should be getting ready to go to California uh, to do Pac-12 Media Day. And this is the first time in nine years, ten years, actually, that I won't be doing it. And that sucks. But, you know, hope to get back at next year. And if, uh, if the Notre Dame AD is right, we get eight to ten. Or if the Pac- if, if, Pac- if you could tell me right now, Pac-12, give me nine conference games. And that's it. I sign on 100%. Right. Never, don't look. Don't look back at all. Because it definitely feels like that's at risk, and it definitely feels like yeah. September games yeah. are going to be lost. So I mean, there's a part of me that still hopes that some of that September stuff can be made up in December and then push the conference title game back. But even oh, even that okay. seems like it's maybe a little optimistic but, uh, right now. But if you can, I'd take the nine. Even if they decided, hey, let's just go nine. Let's keep the schedule as it is. Mm-hmm. Whoever you're supposed to play on that, I think it's the 26th of September. That's who we'll play, and we'll just go from there, and we'll add it up uh, when we get to November. So it's basically a two-month season. I, I would take it. I'd sign off and without even question. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So give me those. So I still have hope for that. But, you know, whether that hope will be dwindling or be evaporated in the coming weeks, I'm not sure. And RSL has been beaten. It's all over. They get shut out. Sporting Kansas City with the win, so RSL is going to finish second or third in that group now. Uh, they gave up a goal in the first minute and then another one uh, about the 86th. So they lose to Sporting Kansas City, and now we'll wait to see their draw. They're into the round of 16 in the knockout play, but either is uh, the second or third team coming out of the group. Okay, I'm not an expert here, but uh, I know they've gone 0-0 zero and zero here the last two games as far as goals, and I know Rusnak went out, and we've seen that a million times where a player, whatever sport he's involved in, he's got his arms over two shoulders, each on so- the side of him, and he's putting no weight as they basically carry him off the field. Uh, but without him, I mean, I'm not an expert here, but it seems like uh, his impact is... Uh, this loss, I should say, is really impacting them. 
Absolutely. 100%. You're spot on right there. They showed him. He was, uh, yeah, he looked all right. He was sitting over there on the side. Everyone's spaced on the bench, and he's watching the game, masked up. And so I don't, there's no way to judge. And we had the sound down because we're doing the show, so I don't know what they were saying as far as availability. Um, the coach, Freddie Juarez, said on his last meet availability that Albert was day to day. So that's as gray an area as it can be. That day to day could stretch on for a couple weeks, or he could be back for the next game. I don't know what to tell you there. But he makes basically, I mean, I think he's got some bonuses built in, but basically he makes $2 million bucks, and I think he's the highest paid guy on the team. I know some other guys have bonuses too, but I don't think any of them, any of them would get to where Albert is. And uh, when, when he's out, they just they have depth. They've shown that, but they don't have depth there. They don't have someone to replace him. And they did not create a lot of chances in this game in the, in the part I saw during the show. So, yeah, I mean, there's no way around it. They Their, their attack is... Uh, you know, not uh, it's not great with him. It hasn't been great with him this year, but without him, it's been uh, borderline non-existent. Yak, you saw more of the game than I did. I know you didn't see it all, but you saw more. Is that off? Did I miss some some good chances they created you, without him? You, no, you nailed it pretty closely. There was one opportunity where uh, Sporting Kansas City's goalkeeper got drawn out a goal, and the ball went right to the middle of it. It's like somebody get there. No RSL player within yeah. the striking distance of it. So. All right, well, no, uh, there's another game tonight, Minnesota and Colorado, and that'll help figure out where they finish in the group, and then we'll find out where uh, where they're going to play next and who they're going to play next. Well, I guess we know they'll play in Orlando, but... Where the what the matchup is and where it falls in the bracket. All right, DJ and PK, that's what we've been talking about, and it's brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. Your feedback coming up next. And it's all over almost here. That gate is just a big lizard to an Aussie. Open mic is back, PK. A gator is just a big lizard. It's our good friend Clint. Thank you, Clint. A really big lizard, a dangerous lizard. Feedback of the day brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only three fifty nine per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at nine ninety nine South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. Got a lot of people uh, tweeting at us. <laughs> Are you uh, into the jazz with it now? Forty eight hours, less than forty eight hours away. Jacob, oh baby, it's time to play jazz basketball. Yeah, exactly. He's in it for sure. Uh, at the same time, we got other people uh, tweeting at us. Uh, no, I'm done. Not until someone puts Hong Kong on the back Why? of their jersey. Hashtag oh, free okay. Hong Kong. That's well. You know, I can't talk you out of that, so I'm not even going to try. Jesse's sending that in. I mean, yeah. I, I get it. And people in the NBA, that'll the, the ones who don't want the politics, they'll always have that yes. to go back. Well, that'll be the go-to. What about over here? Yep. So, yeah. And there's, I, I really have no response to that. Uh, for yep. me, as far when the political stuff, as far as them coming back, it would be like if I was a Ute fan or a BYU fan and they played football in the spring, wouldn't you be back? You would think so. Doug yeah. says, I'm so ready. Ready to support our boys, ready to support their causes, ready to see the good that can be done with their voices, and ready to see some hoop. Well, I'm ready to see some hoop. The other stuff, I mean, that's all well and good, and 
14 people were shot in Chicago yesterday. 15, I guess, looking at it right now. So, great. You know, that's the thing about it is go ahead and do all that social justice all you want. Maybe some good can come of it, but I have my doubts. I'm a skeptical person to begin with. Uh, how much you can improve the lives. If you can save one life, it's worth it for sure. But, you know, these lives matter, absolutely, and just like these ones in Chicago. So uh, I'm looking forward to the hoop. Jazz basketball less than 48 hours away. Are you in? And rest easy, Coach Sloan at Dodger Jazz Cougs. So I guess we know who his teams are. Uh, more than the crap that Israel saw Lake, they look terrible. They cannot score. I Literally. Yeah, right? Uh, I can't believe after the first 30 minutes of that uh, Colorado game, if you said, okay, so the next uh, two games in the hour of this one, they're going to score one more goal, I would have absolutely taken the over. And yet there it is. They got a goal late in that Colorado game and nothing in the next two. And without Rusnak, the attack didn't Yeah, I mean, that's the good. beauty. And no, it's, it's obvious. It's the beauty of sports depending on, you know, beauties in the eye of the beholder. Because if I would have told you that BYU beats Tennessee and SC and loses to some of the dogs they lost to, you would have said, no way. <laughs> They're going to take down Tennessee and lose to South Florida. They're going to take down USC and they're going to lose to Toledo. They're going to take down Boise State and give them their only loss of the regular season, but they're going to lose at Hawaii. And nearly get shut out by San Diego State. And yet, there it is. All right, we're out of time. Tomorrow, your guy Jay-Z is going to join us at 945. How about that? Really? Justin Zanuck. He's a social activist. Oh, I still think he should go by Jay-Z. You might be able to fool a couple guys into signing. Well, you should bring that up with him tomorrow. See how that goes. <laughs> He'll probably reach through the phone metaphorically <laughs> and slap me upside the head. <laughs> you know, there's probably some so people come on the show that. who look forward to that. <laughs> that might be the whole reason he's no, coming on. You have a, yeah, I'll talk to him if I get to reach through, the, <laughs> reach through the phone and hit yeah. PK upside the head. Okay. No, I actually think Jay-Z likes me. I haven't had a lot of interaction with him, but I've had some. He'll walk down the hallway and just kind of look at you. Raise the eyebrows, but never break stride. I don't want to interrupt. It looks like he's going somewhere important, but he just kind of like raises the eyebrows. It's his go-to move. All right, we'll talk to him tomorrow. And uh, Craig Bolderjack? Anticipating it. Anticipating that. All right, anticipating. DJ and PK, we'll see you tomorrow from 6 to 10. Hands and Scotty, you're next.